0: Hello, and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches to be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy to implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy author of 52 adventures to change your life award-winning business owner coach and coach trainer tune into this podcast each friday free on all the podcasting apps and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode and remember mindset is everything hello and welcome So we continue on our discussion this week around using diagnostic processes and tools in your coaching practice so that you really have a detailed and in-depth understanding of your client, of what makes them tick, of their mindset, and also of the problem that they're coming to you with. Now, in last week's episode, of course, we looked at why having a robust diagnostic process makes you a more credible and successful coach and specifically we looked at each of the seven dimensions of mindset that we measure in the mindset dimensions report and the reason why these seven dimensions are so critical when it comes to understanding your client and your client's mindset so head on back and listen to that episode if you haven't already because today we're gonna to continue on our discussion around using conversational diagnostics in your coaching practice. Now, of course, there are many opportunities for us as coaches to gather information about our clients. And you know, in that onboarding phase, you can use something like the Mindset Dimensions report, which is an online diagnostic tool. You can also use things right from the very outset of your relationship with your client. When, for example, your client uh, signs up to have a discovery call with you, if you run discovery calls, you can have a form that they fill out, providing you with a whole range of information about what's bringing them to coaching, what is the outcome they'd like to achieve, have they had coaching before, etc. And The interesting thing is when you start to do that, when you start to add these types of questionnaires in, even before your client has even signed up with you, it's an opportunity to gather a whole lot of information about your prospective clients, about also your, the perspective, the, sorry, the perception that people have of you in the marketplace, because the type of people that fill out the forms that come to discovery calls are the type of people that you're attracting through your marketing, through your messaging, through your content, and through what you're putting out there into the ether um, for people to come and find you with the intention, of course, of working with you as a coach. So use those aspects really, really strategically in your business so that you can start to gather the information that you need. But also you can get your client thinking about what is the outcome that they want? Why are they coming to coaching? What do they desire to have happen? And similarly, if a client writes to you, they message you on social media, you've got another opportunity there, again, to gather some more information about what they're looking for, where they are currently, what outcome they want to achieve. And all of this is just such rich information that we can start gathering right from the outset. Now, where you have forms, uh, intake forms, for example, for your coaching, You can also then start to read between the lines. You can look at what's missing in what your client is telling you and not telling you. You can also gauge uh, and pick up on any negative emotions or any limiting beliefs that they may display when they first uh, engage with you in that written format. And I always like to get my big pen and my highlighter out and just to make a note of those things, make a note of how they're expressing what it is that they want to achieve and asking myself, why are they using the words that they're using? And um, it's always interesting to me that I think a lot of people miss that, those early opportunities and those early communications for you to really tune into your client's preferred way of communicating, their, as I said, their beliefs, um, how they perceive themselves and how they perceive the problem and the potential solution or outcome as well. Of course, when we start coaching our clients, we can then move on to the conversational diagnostics. So we can use goal setting processes uh, and they're very, very useful for enabling us to understand the deep structure of the client's problem and also the deep structure of what it is that they desire. And so in the work that we do at the Mindset Coach Academy, we have a range of different goal setting processes that we do use that are very, very in-depth and detailed. And the reason for this is that we want to wholly and fully understand where our client is now and actually where they want to be. And importantly, we wanna get a very, very real sense from them of how they view the outcome. How do they view or perceive what will change in their life or their business as a result of them achieving the goal? What will be different for them? What will they be seeing, hearing, feeling, saying to themselves when they've achieved the outcome that they desire? And we want to really start to talk about the client's evidence procedure for how they will know when this future goal has been achieved, because that then enables us to help our clients to work towards that. Um, And, you know, for us as well to know that there are some tangible metrics in place as well, some tangible evidence trails that they're actually, and milestones that they're actually achieving what it is that they desire as we work with them. Now, the goal setting diagnostic is something that I think, you know, a lot of coaches will use in terms of being forward-looking. What I think we also, or what I know that we also need to be able to do is to work with our clients to understand what is helping them and what is hindering them in various aspects of their life when it comes to achieving the goal. And so I really like to explore with my clients what's happening in their environment that is helping them to achieve their goal and what's hindering them. So, for example, if you have a client, if you're working in, for example, the nutrition space and you've got a nutrition client starting with you, one of the things that could be hindering them in their environment is that they could you know, have a family of teenage children um, and the snack is always full. And maybe it's full of temptations for them that they sit down at the end of a busy day and uh, everyone else is in bed or chilling out in their rooms and that packet of Doritos starts to call to them from the cupboard. Now, so from an environment perspective, we want to know that about our client because then we can know uh, what sorts of things we need to help them with in terms of helping them with habits and strategies around perhaps having that conversation with their family um, about maybe doing something other than that snack cupboard or you know bringing in some healthy snacks uh, for the person that we're working with, bringing in something that works in line with the nutrition plan that our client is going to be working with. So the other thing that may be going on in the environment, maybe the person doesn't know how to cook healthy, nutritious food. So this again becomes, have they got the equipment to be able to do it? Do they have a steamer? Do they have a juicer? Do they have the things that they need to be able to, you know, cook the meals on the meal plan? Then you may also start to look at, well, do they actually have the skills to be able to do it? I know a lot of, um, a lot of, People will come up against a barrier even in looking at what they view to be a complex healthy nutritious recipe and they balk at the first hurdle. They think to themselves, I can't do this because they've never perhaps even come across some of the ingredients before or they've never really cooked in that way before. So sometimes what we need to do as coaches is to identify those skills gaps that the client doesn't have the ability to actually do what it is that we're asking them to do. And that's important to know. You know, similarly, if you're a coach working with someone around their visible visibility on social media, they may actually not know how to use certain applications. They might not really be um, au okay fait with Instagram or Pinterest or LinkedIn, Facebook. They may not really have the technical skills to be able to record themselves or you know film a video or get the lighting to the stage where it looks professional, and so. Sometimes we need to look at, okay, well, what are the skills and capabilities that our client have, has when it comes to actually being able to achieve their goal? This becomes an interesting conversational diagnostic. And then we move on and we can look at what habits our client has, you know, what habits do they have that really help them and what habits hinder them? What are the things that they do every day that are useful and that we can really leverage? And what are the things that they do that really mean that they are stuck, that they're repeating and maintaining the problem that they've come to us for? And so, for example, if you have someone who is binge eating, then or you know eating from it for emotional reasons and we start to help them to recognize the triggers and again I'm just using the nutrition or health coach example then that is a really you know it's powerful information for us to have you know what are the situations in which those Doritos become really really tempting for you you know what has to happen before the thought of the, the Doritos comes into your mind and then you're actually eating them because you know, none of us at at this stage, as far as I'm aware, have the ability to just blink our eyes as Jeannie did and, you know, have that bag of Doritos on our laps. We have to actually think about the Doritos. We have to actually get up and go to the cupboard, get the Doritos, come back down, sit down, open the packet and then start eating. So there's quite a few steps, aren't there, in the Dorito eating strategy or the Dorito having a craving strategy and habits. So You know, we really want to explore with our clients what are all the steps that they take, what is the strategy they run for actually going from sitting on the sofa after a busy day and to be sitting on the sofa and eating the Doritos. Now I'm giving you very simple examples here, of course, and you can see that and maybe think about with your clients, you know, there are complex strategies that our clients do run. When we know what they are, when we know how they know it's time to feel like an imposter, how it's time to, you know, feel a lack of motivation or to buy that pair of shoes or to run any of those behaviours that don't serve them well. When we have that strategy, then we're in a really good position in terms of being able to help them to change it and to change that habit that they're running. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. Now the next thing we really want to dive in deeply with our client on uh, their beliefs. What do they believe is possible for them? What do they believe they're capable of? What do they believe they're deserving of and worthy of when it comes to achieving their goals? And so diving in and understanding what beliefs the client has that really help them and then those beliefs that hinder them is very powerful because of course then we know once we know what those beliefs are that are hindering them we can actually remove those beliefs. We can work with our client at the conscious level, the subconscious level and the unconscious level to eliminate those beliefs and pave the way for success. We can install new beliefs of course that further support the achievement of their goals and support them in taking action. The next thing that we want to really understand is our client's values and you know I love using values elicitation and values hierarchy work for this where we actually sit down and have a conversation about our clients values in relation to the area that we're coaching them on. So in the example of nutrition we would very much focus on what are our clients values around their health and we would elicit those values. We don't just stop there though because we really want to know what each of those values just specifically means to our client what does that value actually mean to them because for one person freedom might mean one thing and for another it'll mean something entirely different if we just take values as face value then we're not really getting into the deep structure of that we're not getting into the deep structure the deep mindset of our client when it comes to understanding what that value actually means to them in a real tangible and practical sense. So freedom to one person on the health journey may mean I have the freedom to eat whatever I like. To someone else, it might be I have the freedom to choose any clothes that I want to wear. To someone else, it may mean, well, I've got the freedom to go out and, you know, play and enjoy holidays with my family. So, you know, whichever values your client's have you do want to explore them you want to know what they're doing when they're experiencing that value and then we want to understand of course where any values are out of alignment or where they're saying something's important to them but actually they're not living it it's not a reality in their lives it's not evident the behavior that supports the value is not evident or they're not feeling that that that, that value is fulfilled within them. And so, you know, using that diagnostic process to determine and elicit your client's values in a conversational way is very, very powerful and it's as simple as saying to your client what's important to you about your health and then writing down their responses and then having them rank those responses and then discuss with them the order of them um, and what they actually mean. So asking a series of questions around the values to you know, ask them, well, what does success mean to you? When you are successful, what are you doing? Um, How do you know when you have success? And simple questions like that really do help to, to give us a full understanding of how our client represents success to themselves. And then, of course, we can go on once we have their definition, then we can go on and see how much that value is lived or achieved or um, is lacking potentially in their life and we can go and then talk about strategies for making sure that they can bring more success into their life. what are the changes that they need to do to be living that value. So the next thing we want to think about too is you know what are our clients what's our client's identity? How do they see themselves in relation to the goal? How do they view themselves? And how has this problem, or pattern been evident for them throughout their lives so how much of the problem that they're running at the moment has been a part of who they are how long have they been running the problem for when was the very first time that the problem occurred and how did they feel at the time because as we know along the gestalt our emotions and our memories are linked. Our emotions and significant events in our lives are linked. And so what we can see very clearly is we can start to notice in people there there can be patterns that emerge in terms of those behaviours. It may be a pattern of always, you know, putting other people before yourself. It may be a pattern of um dating someone who is not right for you it may be a pattern of overeating or secret eating that perhaps even started when granny used to say come on quick have a piece of cake before mum comes and you know that very at a very early age can instill a belief even that you know you have to eat things quickly and in secret and we can see as we understand the deep structure of our client's problem and we understand when they very first ran the problem when they first experienced the problem, then we can start to see how that then continued as a pattern throughout their lives. And we see this across all areas of coaching. We see it across relationships, we see it in relationship with money, we see it in work success. So there's so many different areas. So having that understanding and being able to have that conversational, that conversation with your clients is really powerful. And also being able to ask your clients things like, well, how will you know when the problem has disappeared? In the same way that we gather the evidence for how the client knows that they've achieved the goal, we also want to help them to gather the evidence for how they know when the problem doesn't exist anymore. And that's really important because then they can have an undeniable experience of it being gone because those criteria will be met. Now, in any event, when we're working with clients, we really do want to deeply understand the nature of the problem. Now, no matter what diagnostic you use, no matter whether you're using mindset dimensions, whether you're using uh, purely conversational diagnostics, whether you're using a combination of both, which is, of course, what I recommend, No matter what you're doing, you really need to understand the deep structure of the problem, how they do the problem, how they maintain the problem to the extent that you could actually, if you had that same set of circumstances, you could replicate the problem because so often we find ourselves or we can find ourselves working on not the problem with our clients. And so taking the time at the outset of that coaching relationship to really understand the deep structure and the nature of the client's problem really enables us then to work on the problem and, of course, then to use the modalities, the tools and techniques that are going to help our client to achieve the outcome that they they desire, to find the solution to the problem and to move forward in their lives and businesses in a way that really reflects who they are and what they want, who they want to be, what they want to do so that they can fulfill their dreams and live the life that they desire. And that is so, so powerful. So do take your time. Uh, Think about all the diagnostics that you use in your own practice. And as I say, if you'd like to learn more about Mindset Dimensions, please do click the link below. Mindset Dimensions Practitioner Certification is of course also included in the Mindset Coach Certification. We're enrolling for our next program right now. So jump on over and have a look and explore. I'm Lara Young. It's been a pleasure and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.